This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's talk some football with our friend Ross Tucker, who, by the way, in a minute is going to give you the perfect idea for a last-minute Christmas present. But first, let's hit a little football. Mr. Tucker, good morning, man. Happy, uh, Happy holidays to you. Yeah, likewise, Bill. Happy holidays. Happy um, end of the football season in the sense that, man, there's a lot of games that really matter, which is awesome. That's what we want. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on. I know it happened a couple nights ago, but before we get into looking forward, curious your reaction to Monday Night Football on a couple fronts. How seriously you take what is still a long shot of the Packers to, to win out and try to put themselves in a position. Let's start there. To, to be a playoff team. Are, are you buying the Packers after beating a bad Rams team? I am buying their ability to win out for sure. And I think the toughest game will be Sunday, Christmas Day at 1 o'clock against the Dolphins, because obviously the Dolphins really need that one. So that's the one that kind of jumps out to me, is if they can beat the Dolphins, well, they got a pretty good chance to win out then. Um, I'll say this too, Bill, like I'm kind of buying the Packers next year. You know, even if they don't make the playoffs this year, I think the rest of the season matters for Rodgers to feel good about them going into next year. I would be shocked if he retires. He's leaving like $60 million on the table. I just don't think he's going to do that. He looked to me, I called that game with Kevin Harlan Monday night. Looked to me like he's having fun out there. And they kind of have their guys now. You know, I mean, you know, the two young receivers, Dobbs and Watson, I would expect them to make big jumps in year two. Then you have Alan Lazard, who we know what he is, Randall Cobb. I mean, that's kind of their four guys. You have Dylan. You have Aaron Jones. I, I think as long as they stay healthy on the offense, and I don't know why they haven't been better on defense, You know, I can tell you right now, the Packers are one of those teams I expect to have a bounce back year next year. Ross Tucker here on the show. And Ross, on on Baker Mayfield, and I know it's guesswork here, but your best guess based on what you've seen and what you know, what do you think his career looks like in the future down the road? 
Yeah, you know, um, it's interesting because he did not play well enough that you looked at him and said, boy, he should be starting somewhere for sure. But he didn't play poorly enough that you thought there's no way this guy could start. I mean, he was kind of middling. He was kind of in between. I can see somebody giving him a shot as a starter this offseason. I, I, maybe, maybe to compete for the job. Maybe he's like a bridge quarterback where they draft somebody. It'll be interesting to see what ends up happening with Baker. I thought he did some positive things with not a whole lot around him. O-line wasn't helping them that much. You know, they're really depleted at receiver. Given the situation and circumstances, I thought ultimately Baker quit himself pretty well. Talking to Ross Tucker here on the show. Ross, I find the NFC to be really interesting. And depending on the severity of, of Jalen Hurts' injury to his shoulder, and there's a chance he said he'd like to play or thinks he might be able to play this weekend. But still, it's a little bit of a concern at a minimum the NFC looks pretty wide open to, to me. In that context, whether you agree or disagree, I'd love to hear, when you look at the Niners, when you look at their defense, when you look at what Brock Purdy has done, small sample size, where do you place them in the likelihood of being able to come out of the NFC come playoff time? Second, yeah, I mean, it's, it's Eagles one still because they're highly likely to have the easiest pass, right, of just two home playoff games. And I think they're overall still the best team. You know, we'll see how long Hurts is out and how that affects him. But, man, there's a chance that they could have him sit out, you know, upwards of a month if they needed to or wanted to before they even play a playoff game, which is kind of wild to think about it. But the Niners are next. Their defense is nasty. They're running the ball effectively, especially when they get Debo Samuel back. They're clearly next. I can still see a scenario whereby the Cowboys make a run, because I think the Cowboys are probably the third best team. But, you know, the Cowboys never win playoff games. Now all of a sudden, Bill, they're going to win three road playoff games? Doesn't seem real likely. Yeah, talking to Ross Tucker here on the show, the host of the Ross Tucker football podcast, and you can find that and all things Ross Tucker on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. Ross, to your point, history isn't always indicative of everything, but it, it sure can be a guide. I am such a skeptic of the Cowboys for the reasons you just laid out and of the Vikings because I'm, a, I'm just a big Kirk Cousins skeptic, despite the fact he led that comeback over the weekend. You've already answered on the Cowboys. What is your level of confidence in the Vikings come the playoffs, come that reality where every game feels so significant? Um. <clears throat> You said Vikings, right, Phil? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, you know, the thing that's interesting about them is they're 10-0 and in one-score games. Because, so, like, part of me is like, yeah, I just don't know when it gets to be late in these crunch times. You can't really say that. <laughs> I mean, although I guess law of averages, they got to lose one of those at some point. Maybe they want to get that out of their system here in the regular season. I don't know. I mean, I saw the Eagles smash them. I saw the Cowboys smash them. I saw the Lions beat them by two scores. And even Saturday, I called that game, Bill. I saw the Colts be up 33 nothing on them. Now, in fairness, it was like a block punt for a touchdown. It was a pick six 
when, um, you know, Jalen Rager kind of got out of the way and put Cousins in a bad spot at the end of the play. Like, th- there were things that happened, but it was still 33 nothing, folks, in that game in Minnesota. So I can see them winning a, a playoff game. Um, I don't see them winning three to get to the Super Bowl. Really, at this point, I feel like it's kind of either the Niners or the Eagles from the NFC. I'd be surprised if the Vikings or the Cowboys were able to go on that run. I'm 100% with you. Ross Tucker on the show. Ross, have you followed and or seen the video of this um, Gio Bernard interaction with with the media? I'm aware of it, but I did not. I did not get a chance to actually watch the video yet, but I've actually seen what the quotes to him were. But I didn't get a chance to really hear, like, the tone of it. But um, I know it's something a lot of people are uncomfortable with. Yeah, I'd love to. I'll recalibrate the question because I've had to be the person asking those questions. And for me, and mostly the NBA, but the NFL and Major League Baseball too, for me, I asked pretty difficult questions, but I was always polite. I was always professional. And my main experience was covering LeBron James, who I was pretty vicious toward in writing, but he was a pro and I was a pro. And, and so my experience was very different than maybe other people's. Um, I thought, just my view, Ross, I, I thought the reporter sounded petty and put out. Uh, clearly, I, I think Bernard was trying to, to slip out and, and not talk to these guys, and it was a just a, one of those, for me, interactions where the player's embarrassed and doesn't want to talk, but that's part of the job. And the reporters have to ask questions, and that's part of the job. I, I'm curious for you, how do, how do you handle, how do most guys handle, when you're a professional athlete, having to answer questions at your most difficult moments? Because I've always seen it from the perspective of, if it's part of the job, I don't want to ask this question either, but we got to get through it. For, for you, for guys that play... How do they actually? How do you actually view these experiences where something embarrassing has happened, and your job is to go out and have to talk to seven people, and you might think one or two or seven of them are total idiots? Well, so first of all, I thought it was unprofessional on um, both parts. You know, Giovanni, you you know that they might get asked you a question. They're gonna ask you a question about it. You got to handle like Jacoby Myers did. I was so impressed by Jacoby Myers standing there at his locker and, um, you know, going ahead and answering the questions the way he did about throwing the ball back to Mac Jones that got picked off by Chandler Jones. Like, that's how you handle it. You be a man, you be a professional, and you just own it. People make mistakes. But you know what? It wanted to – to me, it really was a positive for Jacoby Myers moving forward. But I didn't like the quote by the um, whoever said to him something like, well, what have you done for us to even talk to you all year? Like that? Yeah, I agree. I I didn't like the tone of that. Um, The answer to your question is it's not easy, but it is part of the job. Now, I don't remember really ever getting grilled on something I did personally, but I remember, you know, in Buffalo in 2004, if we won our last game, we made the playoffs. The Oilers were 14-1, and one, so they played a lot of their backups during the game, Bill, and we lost. We, we lost to the Steelers' backups, essentially. We had the lead against the starters, and then we blew the game against the backups, and 
there were a lot of members of the media that came up to me and I, you just answered the question. I just said, it's incredibly disappointing. You know, I'm glad we had a winning record at nine and seven or whatever, but this is the NFL. Like there's no consolation prizes. There's no moral victories. We had a golden opportunity today that we let slip and it's not easy. And it's not what you feel like you want to be doing at that point, but it just, to be honest, I never really thought anything else of it. Like there, it's not, it's just like you play the game, you get in the locker room, the coach talks, you get like 10 minutes to shower or whatever. Then the media comes in. This is part of it. Ross Tucker on the show. And Ross, I'll give you my two cents. I think one of the things I love about sports, I think it reflects society in a pretty interesting way. And in defense of most of the athletes I've covered and most of the media members I've worked with, in my experience in a bunch of locker rooms, on the awkward side of this, because I hated asking those, those questions. I really did. I did it, but I hated it just because it, it feels intrusive even though it's part of the job. I think most athletes and most journalists are doing the best they can, like most people, and are pretty good people. And, and I think, unfortunately, and this is true, I think, in our broader society, the more extreme views are just out there now, and there's social media, and there's videos, and, and whatever you saw, whoever, wherever you're listening, on, for me, on that video, I don't think... I don't think Geo and I don't think that the, the two reporters who came off really inappropriately properly reflect the professionalism that I often experience with the athletes I wrote about and most of the media members I was around. Always exceptions to the rule, but but I thought in both most cases people were just doing the best they could. Um, Ross, before we get to a Christmas question, let me ask you one more quick NFL question because we've been sort of back and forward on this. On the one hand, the Chiefs record is what the Chiefs record is. On the other hand, it feels like they just keep playing with their food and taking for granted their opponent, went to overtime <laughs> against a, a bad Houston team. What's the right read on, on the Kansas City Chiefs at this stage of the season? Um, I don't know. It, it almost feels on I some level. Yeah, first of all, either. their defense isn't playing great. Yeah. But it almost feels on some level a little bit, Bill. And I'm not saying this is the case, but you know how, like, NBA teams go through stretches where it almost feels like they're bored waiting for the playoffs? Yeah. I wonder about that a little bit with the Chiefs. I mean, they go to the AFC championship game every year. And I know Andy Reid telling them how important it is that they win and that they try to get the number one seed. They want to play at home in the playoffs. Like, I get all that, right? But on some level, I almost feel like sometimes with these guys, they're like, okay, let's get it on already. Like, let's, let's get to where we all know we're going. We want to try to go. It's been uh, a, a, a year or I guess two years now since we've been to the Super Bowl. Like, let's get to it. They're playing a little bored. To me, I'm with you, dude. I'm a hundred. I think that's exactly right, um, Ross. It's Christmas time, and because I'm me or a dude or maybe maybe in my case both, I am um, I'm way behind on the old present thing. I'm an idiot every year. I'm like I'm gonna get ahead of this. I'm gonna do it on Black Friday, and then it's the Wednesday before Christmas, and, and I'm short of ideas, and, and, and I need to get out shopping. You have a solution. Can you tell people about myfrontpagestory.com, especially people like me who very idiotically have waited yet again till just a, a few days before, before the holiday? Yeah, it's not too late. Go to myfrontpagestory.com. They'll write the most unbelievable story about whoever you want to get the gift for. So whether it's your mom or your wife or whatever, it's framed. It looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper. It's beautiful, and it's the type of gift then, number one, it sounds awesome when you tell them you had a story written about them. Number two, they pretty much cry every time when they read all the quotes from you 
or your kids or your siblings or whatever, depending on who you're giving it to. And then they hang it up in their house. Like it's framed newspaper cover story that they hang up in their house, which is so cool because then it's like the gift that keeps on giving. If you haven't gotten anything yet, it's not too late. Myfrontpagestory.com, myfrontpagestory.com. Uh, Ross Tucker, as always, pal, appreciate you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you, as always, for, for not just today, but over the course of the entire year, graciously making time for us. Absolutely. Thank you, Bill. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.